he had more chemistry with himself. <laughs> I'm not. Brody doesn't want me to curse, so I'm not going to. <laughs> well, well, I hope you're happy, Brody. You're making Dylan curse on, <laughs> okay. and, and already breaking his New Year's resolution. Oh, man. We cover all the pop culture news here on Earth, all the way out to the Gamma Quadrant. This is Rob from Keeping Up with the Cardassians, and you're listening to Talk Talk Punch. It's the Golden Punchies Yearly Annual Awards, something like that. Welcome to another episode of Talk Talk Punch. Thank you so much to both our audio podcast listeners and our YouTube viewers for joining us. I am Brody, joined by Tudong Dylan. Hey. And the new year baby of this 2024, Charlie Hickman. I got my New Year's diaper on. I am uh, enjoying beautiful golden showers behind me. I'm ready to roll. <laughs> exactly what I was going for. If you haven't already, we'd love it if you subscribe so you can come back here every Wednesday to hang out with us and have some fun, which, oh by golly, we are going to do tonight. Because it's it's punchy season. It's the golden punchies. Look, we actually have an award made of solid gold, this is. And it's, it's branded. Because mm-hmm. it's Talk Talk Punch. This is the punchy award. You may remember a different Got one, it. but now it's real. I can touch it. I can bite it. Right. That's what you do with gold, right? Tudong, you bite don't it. Bite. Don't bite your don't bite your punchies, kid. <laughs> All right. This is our is this our third annual punchy award? Charlie, you would know this. You're good with time. I think I believe this is this is just our second second punchy. Uh third what? end of the year episode. Oh, okay. Well, we've got awards to hand out and one of my favorite things that we do all year predictions not only are we given predictions for next year but we are revisiting our predictions from last year we're going to see who was right and who was not all right fellas should we get into the awards yes Mm-hmm. yes please well that's not the right one hold on give me a sec here There it is. There it is. I got it. Don't hey. worry. Hey, look at that. Look, look. See, there it is. The golden punchy. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the golden punchies, we have a bunch of different categories we're going to be going through. We're each giving individual awards for these categories. And so we will talk about those as they come up. Our uh, order tonight is going to be Charlie and then Tudong. So, Charlie, we are starting out with the best new show of 2023. This was this was the hardest category for me. Uh, there were a so lot many? of really excellent shows <laughs> that debuted in 2024. Uh, if you want a complete rundown of my most watched television show list, you know, stay tuned for a special Patreon episode. Uh, but in the meantime, I will say that my favorite show of the year after much deliberation was the last of us. And it was fantastic. I laughed. I cried. I was on the edge of my seat. It's everything that you want from a TV show. It's just art. It's beautiful. You should all watch it. That is my punchy for best new show of the year. 
too scary. Nice. Too scary, Charlie. It's not too scary. Too sad. It's great television. It's fantastic television, Brody. Watch so it. It's hard. Very sad. Very so sad. sad and scary. I still haven't <laughs> seen it, obviously. All right, Tudong, what is your best new show of 2020? I am going to for freely admit that I completely cheated on this one because <laughs> yeah, technically it is it's it's not exactly a new show but I don't care it finally came back and I loved it when I saw it and that is Frasier the new uh re- revamp version of Frasier and I got to say I was nervous going into it I was like I'm going to go ahead and just get some Paramount Plus just for this show it uh, it has other things too luckily and I really appreciated it I thought it was fantastically done I I mean, it was heartwarming. The new characters gelled really well with Frasier and the entire whole thing. I I mean, you get Niles and Daphne in there in another one of these uh, uh, seasons. But hey, Roz was there, and I thought that that was fantastic. I loved seeing Roz. And, and all of the things when it came to uh, John Mahoney and Martin, the character, fantastically done. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Charlie, have you seen I, it? I, I've begun my my watch. Yeah, I, I, we got to get Brody to watch a single episode of any version of Frasier. Yeah, uh, or or Cheers for that matter. Just one episode. <laughs> the t- 2024 challenge. One episode okay. featuring Frasier Brain. You have like hundreds to choose from. I've seen Cheers before. Uh, come on, I don't believe. Come on. I probably saw an episode of Frasier at some point in my life. I don't remember. You're such a you're such a gem, Mahoney. All right, on we go. What, what what was your show of the year, bro? Did you even uh, watch one, one show? This I was like the sh- easiest for you because you only watched one new one. I sure did. I watched a whole season of a show, and I started watching it, and I didn't like it at first. And then as it kept going, I was like, "Ooh, you know what? I actually do like this show." And I liked this show so much, I said. Guys, you got to watch this so show so that we can review it on the channel. And that's Twisted Metal. Man, I had so much fun with this show. It was it didn't start off great. The first episode I was like, ah, "I don't like this. This is not this is not going well." And then it kept going and I was like, "I'm into it. I'm into it." They kept introducing more things. And then we reviewed it. We had a whole episode dedicated to a show that I watched. Charlie that's how big a deal it was a landmark <laughs> hey links below bro links below hey I'm a big stephanie beatrix fan i thought she she rocked it like she always does also samoa joe come on samoa joe was was sweet tooth so you know anytime i can get I some wrestling always anytime i can get some wrestling mixed in with a tv or a movie and then, will uh, arnett as the voice of that guy even better yeah although joe's got a great voice he he could have done it so, there's oh, my new it. show. Feeling it rocked. I'm actually really looking forward to a season two of this. So. All right. Next up, we have best returning show. Dylan, I named this category specifically so you could put Frasier in there. I didn't say best new season. <laughs> I said I said I'm going to put returning so that Dylan could put Frasier, and then you put it as a new show. <laughs> so. Whatever. <laughs> After ten years, doesn't it count as a new show? <laughs> ten years, bro. Ten. I, I'm I'm counting that. I'm counting that as new. I I like this category as a returning season because then 
It gives me a chance to talk about a different TV show that you guys will never watch, but that is also fantastic. So for me, look, this was also a hard one. A lot of good. Hey, we said goodbye to some wonderful shows. Uh, the last season of Ted Lasso, the last season of Archer. There's a lot of, a lot of good uh, other shows that I'm not going to mention here. Uh, but the one that I did pick was the second season of The Bear. Oh, you my love goodness. this show. I love I love season one. I thought it was fantastic. And I thought, okay, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do in season two. Can they top it? And I'm telling you, man, the holiday episode in this show was like, it was like a little movie packed into a, an hour-long episode. It was, it was fantastic. And it wasn't even the best episode of the season. But some of the best, just some of the best made, acted television I've ever watched. It is not a comedy. It is listed as a comedy. Please do not ever watch this thinking you are going to watch a comedy. Uh, <laughs> just because there's some jokes and some funny moments does not make something a comedy. Uh, I think we can all agree, right? If something has just a little bit of something in it, that doesn't mean that that's the category we should... Uh, right, Broad? You'd agree to that? Sure, yeah. Yeah, and that's why Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. But anyway, so on we go. Oh. Uh, the... Nobody agreed to that. Nobody agreed to that. <laughs> it's a drop! <laughs> but it, it is... It is so well done. It is fantastic. Look, it is it is anxiety inducing to watch. It's Ooh. not like always a comfortable watch. That's scary. Uh, I mean, if you've ever wa- if you've ever watched like a kitchen show, like where there's just like all that pressure and time anxiety that is happening, uh, you know, you, you get a sense of like, oh my gosh, this is like, and it's just intense. But uh, if you can kind of get past that, it's a, it is a tremendous watch. It is uh, both of these TV shows I picked. They are they are uh, just flat out art. So watch them, enjoy them. Punch this it. this show was on the the special Charlie category last year of shows that uh, Brody and Dylan have watched, have not watched, need to watch, something like that. De- definitely uh, have not watched definitely for sure. Not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not on a list of things you have watched, and that's okay. That's okay. No judgments. What's this on? Is this on Hulu? What is this? It is. It is on Hulu. It is uh, an FX show, I believe. So it's got the Hulu pipeline. I'm gonna surprise really, really you well one done. of these days. I'm gonna show up and say, "Hey, guess what? I watched all of the Bear." You're not gonna. You're, you're gonna start one episode and you'll be like, "I'm out. I can't do it." <laughs> that's okay though. All right, Tudong. What's your best returning show? Now this one is a, another bit of a cheat. But on the other hand, it, it in a way should make Charlie a little bit on the happy side because the best returning show would be season two of Reacher. Did you and, watch uh, season Reacher, one? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was great. I, I was really, I saw, okay, I saw some uh, like YouTube clips and there was one where he was really, he was helping out this dog and like this guy was like, he'd gotten it from his uncle had died or something like that and he just cracked him in the face and I was like, wow, I really need to watch this. <laughs> and I did. And I was like, this guy is fantastic. I also had read some interviews that he was like, he, people compare him to Tom Cruise. And he, he's like Tom Cruise with like a foot over it <laughs> and a hundred pounds. He is like almost exactly how, I, I thought it was really, as someone who's around the same size as Tom Cruise, I was like, <laughs> he's going to play Jack Reacher? Interesting. All right, and hey, hey, you know what? I, I I could not argue with it. I I was like, dude, 
Tiny Tom Cruise rocked it, and I love that. But this guy is definitely how, like, you really, if you read the books, like, you, this is, he's really good. And so, yeah, I, I gave season one a try, and I, I really liked it. And season two is looking great as well. I've not finished it, but, but I'm into it, and, and I think it's really going, it's going great. I, I, <laughs> I'm very pleased, and best returning show. Interestingly enough, this is the new show that I started watching, and Frasier was I've seen for so so long. It probably should have switched those. I don't know. Don't care either way. <laughs> Best returning show, season two. I just remember Charlie and I telling you that you would really like the first one. The first yes. So, I'm glad yes. you jumped well, on had... board. Yeah, hey, yeah, Team Breacher here. It's a show that all three of us have watched. Hey, we can do yeah. it. I, if we do, then we gotta we gotta take a shot every time someone says you don't mess with the special investigators. Uh, <laughs> the season two, everyone's got everyone's got to shoot it. We're gonna be so wasted by the time we get to the the third episode, oh, we won't gosh. be able to film anymore. But it'll be fantastic. Oh, you don't gosh. mess with the special investigators. That's content right there. Content. <laughs> Dude, that is all right. Patreon content, probably. Oh gosh, a Patreon Patreon episode. All right, my best returning show was actually a show that was multiple seasons in, and it was the final season of this show. And I've talked about it before. And I really yeah, liked Succession. Oh man, did I like this show? I I think I started watching it in 2023, and I think I got through every single season in one year. And for me, that's not something that happens. But I was I was so yeah. into this show and the last season was crazy. It had some crazy twists and turns and it ended and you're you're kind of at the edge of your seat as you're wondering what's happening and who's going to kind of walk away with this company. And so I was I was fully on board as soon as it came out and I was into it and I'm glad that it ended when it did. I'm glad it didn't get dragged out for another season because I don't know that it would have kind of. <laughs> captivated you some more you know like it was four seasons and it's and it's good it's like we're here we're like hitting you hard and then we're out and that was i thought it was great so that was my best returning show succession all right, all right. i'm gonna keep all my recommendations to you with 39 episodes or less bro and then that'll Come on, then you can watch it <laughs> Succession was 39 episodes. I'm saying that's was now, it really? now I know you can do 39. Yeah, 39 <laughs> oh, no. So now I know. <laughs> if you say, no, it's too many episodes, I'll say, well, Succession. Oh, episodes. no. So. What have I done? All right. <laughs> biggest. That, that'll teach you to finish the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I was so happy. Charlie, I finished the show. Oh, so now you let me give you this whole list of other shows you can watch. <laughs> you got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, biggest surprises. Now, this could be anything. It could be a show. It could be a movie. It's kind of up to you. So, Charlie, what was your biggest surprise of 2023? Oh, man. Uh, there were a lot of a lot of things that I wasn't necessarily expecting to be as good as they ended up being. And you go, go ahead and put up my, uh, put up my picture here. Okay. Uh, but I tell you... When when Amy and I were look, we were just looking for a show to watch, and my wife is not like a big sci-fi lover, and typically not a fan of like slow-moving television. So I saw this, didn't know anything about it, 
We're like, hey, let's put it on. Most of the Apple Plus stuff we've watched together has been pretty good. But I'm like, I'm thinking in the back of my mind, probably probably slim chance that we're going to get through much of this. And we start watching that first episode. And you look, a lot of a lot of modern couples these days uh, watch, uh, you know, you're watching television, unwinding at the end of a long day. Maybe you got a cell phone in the hand. You're doing a little scrolling, you know, maybe a little uh, multitasking while you got the show on in the background. Sure. Uh, and certainly we're guilty of that. But, but man, this was a pretty captivating show. Uh, and the fact that she loved it as much as I did made it a really fun watch for both of us to get through. It is it is a slow burn, and there's some things that happen that don't make sense while they happen that you might go, well, that doesn't make any sense, that's dumb. But there's payoffs for it later, and as I've read, there's a whole book series that there's payoffs in future seasons that will happen for some of the stuff that maybe is a little bit confusing on purpose, uh, but is really well acted, is really well made. It is a really great, just a, a great series that I just didn't, I, I didn't know it was coming. I didn't know anything about it. And I just popped it on and uh, it's one of my, it's one of my favorites of the, of the year. This was in contention for a punchy for that. So I'm glad we had this category so I could highlight it here. You guys get a chance. This is a great, a great watch, but I mean, it is, I, I want to stress this. It's got, it's got a slow burn. Uh, you know, so some of those Apple Plus, some of their best shows have that kind of slow burn feel. So if that's not for you, then I can totally understand that. But, you know, be patient with it. And it does, it does, it's, it's good. I actually do want to watch this one. I think I probably will. I got like three months of Apple TV because I wanted to watch Spirited. Um, but I saw this and I was like, oh, I think I want to watch that one. Less than 39 episodes. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tudong, what was your biggest surprise of the year? My biggest surprise of the year that I never, ever thought was going to happen now. All right, so Barbie was the number one box office winner at $1,400,000,000 something something. The second highest one by $1,300,000,000 something something was Super Mario Brothers, which flabbergasted me. I never in a million years, if somebody was like, hey, was this going to be on the top 10 or top five uh, box office earners? I would have been like, no, 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 no. But it was. I don't understand. It it makes absolutely. But you know what? It's probably because Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny was Luigi. That's probably what it was. That's it. That's All right. Exactly well, it makes it more was. sense now. You got to talk it through. <laughs> have you, not, is that, have, have that you watched sense. the Super Mario Brother movie? No, I haven't. That's oh, why you should so watch surprised. it. Oh, it's really good. Is it? Is it really that good? Because I've seen clips of it, and I'm like... No, I yeah. really enjoyed it. Really? Uh, Dylan, Charlie, do you Dylan, watch it too? I have, yeah. But, I mean, Dylan's never played a Mario game. So there's there's that aspect <laughs> of it. That's I have I've played the Super Mario Brothers games, and they never really sounded like Chris Pratt. Although they did sound like Charlie Day. That, that Luigi makes sense. <laughs> Oh, I thought Chris Pratt did a good job. I just yeah. didn't think it was going to be a earning of over a billion dollars, making more than like a Christopher Nolan movie, making yeah. more than a Mission Impossible movie. I was stunned by this. Yeah, it, it is. It's pretty good. It's a. Uh, it's not bad. We we enjoyed watching that together as a family. Um, I don't know that there's some TV shows that are going to be on my list of recommendations for you to watch before you get to the Super Mario movie, but it was so good. <laughs> That it, the fact that it made so much and it was number two at the box office this year surprised me greatly when I saw that. So, yes, biggest surprise for me. All right. My biggest surprise was a movie that came out that I had 
very low expectations for, so much so that I skipped it in theaters and just saw it on streaming. Uh, but I was kind of intrigued. And then it came out and I was like, that was actually really good. And that was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Now, back in the day, back in the 80s, early 90s, I was a big Turtles fan. You know, I loved the original movies, minus the third one. That one was pretty bad. Didn't care for the live action ones that came out, you know, a decade or so ago. Uh, liked the CGI one, the TMNT. And so when they announced, okay, we're doing another new Turtles movie, I was like, okay, you know, and they're going to be really young and they're going to, you know, it's kind of like a new origin. Oh, okay. You know, like what's... What's going on here? What's this? What's this going to be? You know, is this the Seth I, Rogen one? Yeah, this is the Seth Rogen one. And then it and then it came out, and uh, I think it came on to like Peacock or something like that. It was just kind of there, and so we watched it on our family movie night. And man, this was really good, and I'm really looking forward to the sequel. And oddly enough, like the highlight of the movie for me was Splinter, voiced by Jackie Chan was so funny and had some lines in the movie that had me just cracking up. Like I, I enjoyed this movie so much as a turtles movie. And like, I'm super excited for the, for the second one, you know, like to get to, you know, some of the big bad guys and stuff like that. But, but yeah, I was really surprised how much I enjoyed this. So there's, there's my biggest surprise. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Have you guys seen this one? Oh, you got to watch it. It's good. Who did Seth Rogen play? Uh, I think he was Bebop. He was either Bebop or Rocksteady. I think. All right. Do you do you have a Ninja Turtle that you relate to? Like, do you feel oh like I'm such a Donatello, Raphael, or something like that? Like, is there you're Raphael? Okay. Yeah. Is is Raphael's personality pretty consistent with the original Ninja Turtle movies, where he's kind of grumpy and yeah, and like oh, okay, all right. What about Dylan? What turtle would Dylan be? You think about that. Okay, you think oh. about which turtle uh, Dylan is and which turtle I am. You let us know after I do my next category. Well, Charlie, you'd be Leonardo. I know that. Okay. If if we were having to go off of us three then I would probably say Dylan was Raphael. And I would oh. probably be like a Donatello. Wow, I don't get to be a Michelangelo? Michelangelo, he's like the young one. He's... Uh, you don't strike I mean, me as a... the young one. You, you strike me they, as more of a Raphael. And I'm like the are tech Are they different one. ages? Yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't know that. I thought they were all just turtles that like wandered yeah, into I ooze at the same time age. no michelangelo's the youngest Raphael, i believe is the oldest i think it goes Raphael, leonardo donatello michelangelo i think okay all right Ooh. don't light uh, me up in the comments well, if i'm wrong about that all right we'll have to we'll have to do a whole uh therapy session on uh which turtles we are uh, on a different app <laughs> All right. All and right. with with the big surprises, those big positive things that we talk about, there's going to be some disappointments. So we've got our biggest disappointments. Now, let me preface this by saying if it's a movie or a show, it doesn't mean that it's bad. Right. It just means that maybe our expectations were high 
and it didn't meet our expectations. So if we say something is was a disappointment and you loved it, that's okay too. It just was a disappointment to us. So anyway. I think it's, it's a nice preface because that's exactly how I feel about this. Uh, so my biggest disappointment is incredibly well-made. It is incredibly well-acted. It is an homage to a style of television show that I, I really enjoy. Uh, it features actors that I really like. I mean, it has all the ingredients of everything that I love, which is why I was so excited for it to come out. And as many episodes as I watched, I kept thinking, okay, this is the one where I'm going to fall in love with this show. Mm. But but oh, you, you can go ahead and put my slide up. So my show is Poker Face uh, with oh. Natasha Leone. And it is so well done. I mean, it is fantastic. Each Each episode feels like a little mini movie. It is great. Like, if you love this show, there's I, – I get it. Uh, you should love this show. But, man, I tell you, the show starts with, like, always in, like, flashback form, which if you've watched this podcast for any length of time, you know, is, like, my least favorite type of storytelling. Start your stories at the beginning. And, and, and she doesn't often make appearances until, like, halfway through the episode, which is a little bit like a throwback to, like, the Columbo days. So it's, it's just a weird – it's, it's a lot of emphasis and focus on the side characters, the background characters, and they do a really good job of developing them. And then one of them is either the murderer or murdered. Uh, and so it's kind of a weird, it's just a weird vibe. And she has this like superpower where she can just always tell if you're lying, like without ever making a mistake. So you can just, anytime you say anything that's a lie, she just instantly knows it, but yet has somehow not managed to turn that very amazing superpower into some grand career or life. I, 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 this really should be like a like the world's most boring like criminal law <laughs> television show where she just sits there and people come out there and, and they're like, no, I didn't do it. He's like, yeah, he did. Off to jail. Uh, and then the episode, then the credits roll. Um, but like it's it's really well done and I thought I would love it. I love her so much, but it just wasn't for me. And uh, we watched the whole first season, uh, but just I was just disappointed. It just wasn't. It wasn't everything that I hoped it would be. My expectations were probably just too high. So, why is it called Poker Face? Because you can't you can't read her you can't read her Poker Face, man. She can, but she can read yours. She knows you're lying. She reads your Poker Face. Do they can't ever you do they ever use the Lady Gaga song Poker Face? No, no, there's a, no affiliation to Lady Gaga. Missed opportunity. But yeah, they there is some casino action and things like that. So. If I do love a good interested. casino. Yeah, but also love love some Lady Gaga. It's just more of like a backdrop than like a. It's not like a heist movie or anything. Anyway, that's funny. My, and that it's was done by Ryan Johnson. I see it's from the writer yeah. director of Knives Out. Yeah, all the ingredients. Interesting. Just, just not not for me. That's okay. That's okay. All right, Tudong. What was your biggest disappointment? Well, I'm going to go ahead and say the exact opposite of what Charles said. This, <laughs> this was not good. This does have people who enjoy it. And you know what? That's great. But let me tell you, I did not. My biggest disappointment, and it's not like I had high expectations, was The Flash. I saw it in theaters. Oh, only that could have been what it actually was. Oh, bro. Oh, oh. That's exactly why it was so disappointing. You've got Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. And 
what do you have him do? You have a bunch of like cartoon babies falling from the sky, put into microwaves, and you've got Batman Wait, dying countless yeah. times. And you have a really cool Supergirl also, oddly enough, being really cool and yet dying several times. <laughs> We're not going to make her that cool, apparently, because she's going to continually die. And so is Michael Keaton's Batman. Why would you do this? And Okay, I'm not going to comment about how about Ezra Miller's life and problems. I'm not going to comment on that. What I am going to say is I've never liked him as the Flash. I That's not true. I've liked moments. Like, I remember, like, I saw a clip on YouTube with, with, with everybody was, like, faking out Commissioner Gordon, and he left. Oh, ben Affleck like, was in it, and he was smiling, and he was looking like he was having a stroke. All he had to do was hang out with Barry Allen right then. He's like, hey, do you want to hang out right now? He's like, yeah, no, not this time. <laughs> because he cannot talk without eating his own face, apparently. <laughs> All he had to do was just hang out, but oh, no. He's like, yeah, this guy who's clearly going to go back in time and do exactly the opposite of what I said, he is not worth my time. The dumbest Batman I've ever seen. I was disappointed that he was in it at all. Michael Keaton... He was going to be, they, they canceled Supergirl. They just canceled because of this stupid movie. That's what I think. So this was the biggest disappointment. Terrible DCEU. Zack Snyder poisoned, like, <laughs> Detective Comics completely. And then he's got Christopher Nolan somehow brainwashed saying that he's, oh, he's, like, put his mark on all superhero movies. And I'm like, getting yeah, with what not to do? Christopher Nolan, what do you think? Anyways, the biggest disappointment. The Flash. This was low this, this, this was disappointing. This was disappointing. Did you see? Although, it? Uh, yeah, I did see it. I did not have high expectations going in though. So I, I walked away and I was like, yeah, that was about as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so, <clears throat> not a surprise to me, or not a disappointment, because I didn't have any expectations. Yes. I didn't either. I had a horrible, I had low it was, it was a bummer. It was a bummer of a movie, man. It was a bummer of a movie. <laughs> yeah. Although I did like the scene when Barry Allen was talking with the other Barry Allen in his apartment with his roommates and the guy was just like poking on the keyboard and they were talking about like it, it was hilarious. Back to the Future. That, that and, I had to that I you had to believe that Barry Allen wanted to ask this this woman on a date. He had more chemistry with himself. <laughs> I'm not. Brody doesn't want me to curse, so I'm not going to. <laughs> All right. Well, 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 I hope you're happy, Brody. You're making Dylan curse. On, <laughs> and, and already breaking his New Year's resolution. Oh, man. Yeah, when I saw this poster, I was like, oh, that's the poster I'm going to put on here. <laughs> I did it just Thank for you, you Dudong. <laughs> I know. Stop and I in the appreciate room. it, Brody. All right. What's yours, B? My biggest disappointment. Man, I was so excited for this movie. This was kicking off kind of the next round of movies that I love. And it just... Uh, Ant-Man yeah. and the Wasp Quantumania, right? Let's... We're through Endgame. We're done with Thanos. Who's the next big bad guy? Let's let's set up Kang. Let's I have really enjoyed the Ant-Man and Wasp movies. 
Yeah. And this one just felt so different. And it felt like, I know that they're in the quantum realm and it was just a lot of CGI, but this was too much. It was too much CGI. I just could not get invested in like anything in the movie. I liked Kang, but was also like, ah, like, is this, is this the bad guy? Or like, it wasn't really clear. Is this the same guy from the Loki show? And, and I was just, I was kind of left like, I was left not wanting more, like as kind of sad as that was, I finished it and I was like, okay, well, I'm not really interested in what comes after this now, which is like the exact opposite of how I'm supposed to be feeling about this movie that's supposedly kicking off this whole new phase of, of Ant-Man. And so it was just kind of, it was just a bummer. I went, I went, I was so excited for this and I just, I saw it and was just, was just kind of sad coming out of it. Cause I was like, oh, crap. I don't think I liked that movie. So it's my biggest disappointment. You know, I almost put Creed three as my biggest disappointment. I, that was your most anticipated movie of last year. I know. I know. I was at that's that's the whole thing. I was like, I almost put that. I mean, uh, it was a letdown. Michael, Michael B. Jordan just sitting there I... watching this, going, "Hey, what's up, man?" Just enjoying the punchies, and he just gets a, a random straight right to the right to the chin. <laughs> funny because I actually wanted more of it. It seemed like it was like like I want a director's cut where there's more. It seemed like there was more to it, and they cut it down because it, I don't know why. It felt very it. rushed. Like that whole movie yeah. was very rushed. All right, next we have our special categories. So last year, Charlie had his special category of movies or of TV shows that Brody and Dylan haven't seen. And so we said, hey, you know what? Let's expand this so that we each get a category. So, Charlie, what is your special Charlie exclusive category? My my, my special Charlie exclusive category. Uh, and let me see if I can phrase this the right way. Uh Fantastic TV shows from 2023 that Brody and Dylan will say sound cool, but also will never watch. Um, so I put nine on the list, including the aforementioned my my favorite surprise, my favorite returning, and my favorite premiere show, uh, because you guys are never going to watch this, and that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I put Upload on here, which Brody tried like an episode of and gave up on. The season three, fantastic. Uh, I think you should leave. You guys would probably watch it if you had access to Netflix. But man, this is, you know, you've probably seen memes of this everywhere. Uh, if you see a guy in a hot dog suit saying, you're probably looking for the guy who did this. Or if you hear anybody referencing 55 burgers, 55 fries or anything like that. Anyway, a lot of uh, very quotable moments. Uh, Shrinking was fantastic. Slow Horses is amazing. Primo, a fantastic new show. A uh, little sitcom on Freebie. Uh, from the mind of Shea Serrano, based on his life. Uh, Shea Serrano's a fantastic writer. Uh, if you don't know Shea Serrano, you should look him up. His stuff is great. Uh, the show is great, and it's free. And it's on, like, so many best of 2023 lists, and yet they have not announced a second season. I just, sometimes TV makes me angry. Uh, Daisy Jones and the Six, a little mini series on Amazon Prime. Uh, man, I tell you, it's been a long time since I've seen something about music that just, like, I thought, man, the music is so well done. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, like, 
I, I was so engrossed by it, and it's got kind of a loose base on like the Fleetwood Mac story. It is really well acted. Uh, the music they they wrote real songs for it. It's got a good a good soundtrack, uh, and it just reminded me of everything I loved and hated about being in bands. Uh, these are nine fantastic uh, television shows that you will never see. That's not true. I'm gonna watch Silo. Mark my yeah, words. Okay. You got three months, and I'm I'm, put, I'm going. I'm taking the under. You want to you want to hear something funny? <clears throat> I do. So when I was building this slide deck, uh, and you sent me this this text with your wording, I read it as fantasy shows that Brody and Dylan okay. will sound cool, but we'll never watch. And I got like probably two thirds of the way through adding the posters, and I was like, I didn't realize Shrinking was a fantasy show. And like, I I just kept going, and then I was like. Are all of these fantasy shows? And I went back and looked at the text. I was like, oh, it says fantastic. Oh, that, that makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, no, I'm going to watch Silo. I'm going to do it. Okay. Okay. I don't know if I'll watch any of the others, though. Yeah. No, maybe I'll watch The Bear. I might, I might plow through The Bear just to make you happy. Uh, well, all right. Well, if we do, if you watch that, then we'll force Dylan to watch it, and then we can do an episode about it. Oh, there we go. <laughs> anxiety induced. <laughs> I, I know you're gonna love it. All right, Tudong. What's your special Tudong category? My category is best fight scene, and Ooh. I'm gonna be very honest. I mean, there weren't a lot of good fight scenes out there. Um, I don't know if you guys have watched Blue-Eyed Samurai. Uh, my brother, Reed, told me about this, uh, and, he, and I, I watched a bit of it, and I've got to admit, the Mizu versus the Thousand Claw Army, absolutely fantastic. Um, I am not going to ruin the uh, the actual uh, the actual fight scene, but I will say that the the voice work in it is is excellent. The, <laughs> my S Okay, I can't say that word, but George Takei is in it, and we've got uh, Masioka from uh, from Heroes. You've got a whole bunch of people like R Randall Park, Kenneth Branagh. Interestingly, I forgot about oh, that. Um, Kerry Hiroyuki uh, Tagawa. You've got, I mean, Ming Na Wen from the Joy Luck Club. You've got lots of people in it. Have, have either of you guys watched any of this yet? This is this is on my list. I just recently got. Uh, Netflix, because I did a one a bundle with. Anyway, you don't have to hear about my bundling and saving, but uh, I just got Netflix back finally. So, uh, or maybe you will in my in my predictions. Uh, maybe I'll talk a little bit about bundling and saving. Nice. I've got a. Uh, I forgot. I didn't even about this. The 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 sixth season and final season of uh, Cobra Kai is coming. Supposed to be coming this uh, this next year. Mm. There you go on there but i will say this is excellent fight scenes excellent show high it high recommendation interesting maybe when i get netflix <laughs> i don't know when i'm getting netflix <clears throat> i'm excited to watch this Either way. all right my special category is the best theater experience that charlie and dylan missed out on <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Because that's why you asked me that. Oh, okay. I, I was right. like, well, because I just had best theater experience. And then I was like, 
oh, but if they didn't see it, I can say that they missed out on it. Because Oppenheimer, now I didn't see it in IMAX. I heard it was amazing. I didn't see it. I saw it in the DFX, which is like the super sound and stuff like that. And so <clears throat> it was still oh, amazing. Bro. It was still such an experience, like the atomic bomb going off with the the ultra Atmos sound, like was such an experience. And so it was, It this was one that I was like, I need to see in theaters. And it just, watching it on at home, not the same, not the same. This was one you should have seen in theaters because it was worth it. So it was. Why didn't you yeah. tell us this when it was in theaters? <laughs> I probably did. You guys don't go to the theaters. I've gone to the theaters. I saw the Flash in theaters. You saw. <laughs> I love that you saw the Flash in theaters, but not Oppenheimer. That was not my choice. That was not my choice. It was not my idea. And I was like, "Are we really doing this?" And they were like, "Yeah." I'm like, Unbelievable. I mean, when you think about it, they both have a big flash involved in their storytelling. Oh, very true. There you go. But yeah, this this was a great experience in the theaters. This was something that I'm glad I saw in theaters. Also, I know I've talked about it before. It's slightly off topic, but slightly on topic. So bear with me for just a second. I've often talked about how I missed Interstellar in theaters and how sad I was. It's coming back into theaters in January and I'm going to see it. And I'm so doggone excited. I just have to put it out there into the universe because I'm so excited to see it in theaters finally. That I did see in theaters. <clears throat> yeah, I think I was right in the midst of like babies. So. Excuses. Putting this out there, bro, the time it takes you to get to the movie theater, watch that movie, and get home, that's like season one of The Bear. (laughs) (laughs) One whole season. I'll keep that up. All right. Best sequel. Charlie, what was your best sequel? Oh, man. Uh, So there were a lot of sequels this year, uh, and I'll I'll throw out an honorable mention to Scream 6, which I thought was one of my favorite of the Scream franchises. Uh, sad that that seems to be unraveling right now as Scream 7 is uh, hitting a lot of problems. Uh, but I thought the cast is great. The movie is great. But it's not great enough to be the best sequel of the year. Uh, and uh, I, I'll, I'll explain why it's not a different movie when I do my best movie. But for, for now, it, uh, bring up the John Wick 4 slide because, my goodness, this was like just a, a nonstop festival of genre-spinning action. I. Uh, and just from bouncing from different styles of uh, fighting and different locales and um, homages to Westerns and spy movies and Kung Fu and everything just along the way, beautiful visuals, beautiful visuals and really, you know, quite uh, graphic, <laughs> not so beautiful uh, visuals as well. Uh, Keanu's a national treasure. There's so few things we can agree on as a, as a populist, I'm, but Keanu, uh, protecting him at all costs, I think is something we can all get behind. Uh, and even though, you know, this is like, what, 10 years after the first the first one, and yeah, maybe he's a little slower in some of his moves than he was when he made, you know, he has that kind of like really grizzled, like he just life is beaten down. He's got that locked up as a niche. Uh, but this is just a, a really, really great, like, uh, spectacle. And, you know, I, I talked earlier about how sometimes, you know, uh, I watch movies distracted a little bit and I'll, yeah. I'll own that. Uh, but so I like it when when a movie kind of makes me watch it, like it forces me to watch it. 
and the practical effects and the and the fight choreography and the beautiful just beautiful cinematography my goodness uh i I wanted to watch it and it is long and if you don't like this kind of movie you should definitely not watch (laughs) this movie because it is not like like they're not suddenly adding a whole bunch of plot and storyline and like you know really great dialogue really witty witty quips you know like it's not it's just more of like each movie just got bigger and more grand in its like production and uh, really more ambitious. And this one just really like pulls it off. And if this is Keanu Reeves' last John Wick, it is a beautiful like send off. Uh, and I, I don't want to spoil any endings, so I'll just leave it at that. Fantastic. Nice. I, I really want to see this, but I have to see the third one first. I'm behind. Behind. I mean, but, but you. But, you know, but, you, but you know, you 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 could you could you could not see it. It's fine. I could explain it to you. <laughs> All right, you're, you're right. All right, Tudong. What was your best? Tudong's sequel? best sequel. I, hey, I've got to give love to the to our boy um, Tom Cruise. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. Interestingly, it's a sequel and it's part one. But I don't care. I have always loved these Mission Impossible movies, and I still love this one. Is it as good as Fallout? No, but I mean, it's. I still think it was a really good movie. I liked it. I like the. Um, I like they brought Isaac Morales in there as the bad guy. He makes a, a better bad guy than Nicholas Holt. I don't know how they would have really done that. I, 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 I don't know. I don't. I don't get it at all. But Isaac Morales was excellent. Everybody was really good. I don't want to bring up any spoilers or any of these kinds of things but the team is back and they're doing their thing and i'm always up for that that it, all of these as long as they keep churning them out i'm gonna keep watching fantastic and when are we getting part two you guys have seen this already right this was my most anticipated movie of 2023 and i missed it i haven't seen it i can't and i don't know when it's coming on to paramount streaming I keep waiting. It's not streaming on Paramount. I, I I keep waiting for some sort of announcement. It came out in like June or July, and it's still I not streaming on theater. Paramount Plus. I saw, I saw every one of these in theaters. I thought you guys did too. <sighs> I really wanted to, and then I just didn't get around to it. I missed it. I'm so sad. I missed it. And it's look at that. July twelfth. It came out in July twelfth. It's still not streaming on Paramount Plus. What are we doing? Why do I have Paramount Plus if it's not okay. going to show me this movie? Because Frazier's on Paramount Plus, bro. Uh, I just want to see Mission Impossible. You should have watched it in theaters. I didn't know it was going to take a year to get onto freaking streaming. <laughs> All right. My favorite sequel was actually like really it was a really high contender for my movie movie of the year and that is spider-man across the spider-verse i did see this in theaters i brought my whole family to see this in theaters my whole family loves this movie as soon as this movie came out on streaming we bought it like like on the video on demand not just like the free stream like as soon as it was available we bought it we had a movie night in my backyard with the neighborhood my son dressed up as uh, Prowler for Halloween. Like, this movie is so good. It's so good. You bought it on streaming? I did. I bought it. You know you don't own it when you buy it on streaming, right? 
That's a conversation for another time. <laughs> okay. I have access to it through Amazon whenever I want it, so long as Amazon is around. So you watched it in your backyard, you said. Yeah, it's great. This is a great movie. I love this movie. I I don't know why we don't have any information about Beyond the Spider-Verse, because I want information and I need information about that, because all I want to do is sit and watch these three movies back to back. I'll say that now. Yes. I don't even know anything about Beyond the Spider-Verse, but I'll say I'm going to watch them back to back, because that's what my family's going to want to do, and we all love it, because it's so good. This was a very good movie. There's my sequel. All right. Transitioning into best movie. Charlie, what was your best movie of the year? Well, Brody might as well put that poster back up because, oh, man. Oh, oh I get I get a, a different poster. Look at me. Oh, Look I... at me go. Uh, gosh, this movie was good. It's so good. Uh, I'm going to argue with you about whatever you pick as your best movie over this, Brody, just so you know. Uh, just be prepared. <laughs> I was listening very very intently to how you were describing this movie. I'm going to challenge your your uh, whatever you picked over it. <laughs> we'll save that for later. Uh, this was a feast for PC guys. I really love this animation style. I get that, like, this. if I tried to sit my mother down to watch this movie, she would be so angry so quickly and so viscerally at like the animation style that she would walk out and tell me that I was dumb forever watching it. It's not for everybody, but man, I just love it. And I, I mentioned with John Wick that I, I like movies that make me want to watch them, like literally like eyeballs on the screen. And my eyes were glued because I didn't want to miss a single Easter egg. Uh, so many funny little moments so that happened so quick uh, and just absolutely like a, an incredible storytelling uh, voice act. Uh, the script was great. The animation was great. Just all around, uh, just an amazing uh, piece. Of, you know, and, and it's such a bonus that this is something that I can I can watch with the family. Like it's a it it, it adds just like an extra layer of rewatchability to it. Big for me when I'm thinking about movies that are my favorite. Uh, so I can't wait to I, I can't wait for Beyond. But uh, I, this this might get rewatched uh, a lot sooner than that. So it's great. It's, it's great funny when when we had our movie night with the neighborhood in our backyard had some some like an elderly couple they're like in their 80s and i you know some of the flashing and stuff like that i was like oh i wonder if they're not gonna like this and the the guy the husband came up to me uh, afterwards and he's like man that that animation was so neat to watch and i was like oh man that's awesome so he was even my my 80 something year old neighbor ed was totally into this movie I feel like that was a kind of a backdoor insult about my mom, but I'm not going to be offended by that. We'll just no, I'm just saying that that there's lots of people. I I thought that that they wouldn't like it because of all the flashing stuff. I thought that that's where they were going to go, but they actually ended up. It's really okay. It. It's okay. I agree. Your mom, mom probably would not like this. Twenty years old and she would hate it. <laughs> I don't think your mom would. All right, too I can't wait to hear what's your movie of the year, man. I was I thought it for sure it was going to be Flash. <laughs> I was thinking about it, but no, no, no. It's uh, it's Oppenheimer. You got Christopher Nolan. You've got uh, is it Cillian Murphy? Killian Murphy? Every time Killian. I can't, I, I think it's Killian. It. I uh, it's Killian. Killian. Cillian. Not it's not silly. It's Killian Murphy. I've always appreciated his work way back even to Twenty Eight Days Later. I mean, you've got Robert Downey Jr. I, 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 he, both of those guys just won Golden Globes, and that's 
big indicators for Oscars. I really hope that they get it. I'm hoping that that this goes all the way when it comes to uh, the Oscars. I, I mean, yeah, I I think this is absolutely fantastically put together, and the fact that they somehow I didn't look into it or anything like that, but like they did <laughs> the like the nuclear bomb practically, and I was just like, that's if anybody besides Nolan had 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 done that, I would have just been like. Very cute. I don't believe you, but yeah, no. This is one of the best directors out working right now, and and definitely uh, appreciate his work. And I hope he finally gets the. I, I, I the thing it could it was uh, I appreciated it to the point of not being able to even discuss it. I thought the acting was good. I liked the directing, and I yeah, I thought it was an excellently put together movie. The craft was was uh, better than I anticipated. He always surprises me. This director, I always go in thinking I'm not gonna like this. This is ridiculous, but then I'm always shockingly surprised. Good pick, Charlie. Have you seen this one yet? It's not, it's not streaming yet. Or, or if it is, it's not on something I have. It's not streaming that you guys know, is it? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I'm waiting. I'm a kind of a wait and stream, wait and stream these days, but unless it's uh, Mission Impossible, in which case it's never going to stream because I'm never going to play that one. They're, they're they're actually saving it until the, the part two comes out, and then they'll release. Oh, gosh. This, oh that's they release it on streaming. This is a very Bro, good this pick. Is your, this is your favorite too, isn't it? This, Dylan, this is a very good pick. I think you guys might actually be surprised about my best movie of the year. Because I don't think you guys would guess it. Is you want it, to take a guess? Oppenheimer? It's not Oppenheimer. Oh, oh, it's Super Mario Brothers. Not Super Mario Brothers. Not the Flash, bro. Come on. Flash. The Marvels. <laughs> no. Oh, Cocaine Bear. Oh. No, Cocaine Bear was good, but no. It maybe. is, I'll tell you, it's maybe I've got a little bit of recency bias because this was the, the latest one that I've seen in theaters. But oh, man, don't, don't, don't you put Wonka up there. Don't you do it. This movie was so doggone good. The Iron Claw. So, so you guys know, or maybe you don't know about my love of professional wrestling. I love professional wrestling. I've loved it <clears throat> since the eighties. I've watched it consistently. I still watch it. You know, I am familiar with the family, uh, the Von Erich family and just all the tragedies they, they've been through with all the brothers dying in various ways. Um, you know, familiar with the Texas tornado back in the WWF days and, just just everything that's happened with it. It's it's always kind of been this story that people who are really into wrestling kind of know about the Von Erichs. And so when this was coming out and I I've got like a big old crush on on Zach Efron. I he's such a handsome little guy. I just love him. And so I was like I got Zach Efron, I got professional wrestling and and honestly I was like I almost didn't want to see it because I'm like this movie is going to be too sad. Like I saw the wrestler and, and I walked out of wrestler being like, that was a great movie, but man, I don't ever want to watch that again because it was too doggone sad. And so then we, we had some friends that were like, Hey, you guys want to go see iron claw? And I was like, ah, yeah. You know, and I was kind of nervous. 
but this movie was so good and it was so well done. And like, aside from a really horrible Ric Flair, like this movie was really good and I really enjoyed it. And even though it was very sad, it wasn't like this devastating sadness that I felt when I watched something like the wrestler, you know, it, it, it kind of had these, these light moments and these happy moments and you're seeing, you know, just this family and the things they go through. And so just, you know, I, I realized that like a lot of it is just coming from me being such a big fan of professional wrestling and kind of knowing a lot of the background already, but man, I really, really liked this movie. So as I was going through, I was like, Oh, there's a couple movies. And I just kind of kept coming back to iron claw of like, Oh, but iron claw was really good. So I just, you know, Spider-Verse kind of fit nicely into my sequels and, you know, Oppenheimer fit nicely into my theater experience. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to put Iron Claw as my, as my best movie of the year. So there I'm not going to argue with you at all. I didn't, I, <laughs> this is not what I was expecting. <laughs> I didn't know this movie existed. I would not have even challenged you if there was a wrestling movie that I had known existed. That... But Brody, the Bears, Jeremy Allen White, he is a fantastic I know. actor. He's he plays the Texas Tornado. He plays Carrie. Oh, just saying. And he's he's great. And he's he's stinking ripped in that movie too. They all are. They are all so ripped in this movie. It made me want to. I wanted to get out of the movie and go work out because I was like, ah, I gotta look better than I do right now. All you're, right. You're beautiful, you're beautiful brother. Oh, thanks. So that is our awards. Now, getting into predictions i know it's a long episode that's okay we're having fun we only do these once a year we have our predictions so last year we each did one prediction this year we're doing three predictions so we're gonna go through last year's predictions and we're gonna see how we did did it was anybody right on anything now we're going to start out with charlie's predictions and i actually worked really hard on this so we can actually go and watch Charlie's prediction and then we'll see the results. Let's watch. All right, so that was Charlie's Charlie's prediction was that there would be less than four. All right, so there was four movies, Charlie, that made over four hundred million, and you guessed that there would be less than that. Didn't I say less than five? You said less than four. You said there. Were you said there would be less than last year. There's wait, where are you getting your numbers? Because I I have domestic, I only have two over four. I have Super Mario Bros. and Barbie. This according to Box Office Mojo. Yeah, that's what we're looking at. So I had last year. So this was last year. So we had top. Oh, Gun, that was last Black year. Panther. Sorry, it's so tiny I can't see it. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, this was 2022. So I just wanted to kind of preface okay. that by okay. saying there was four yeah, yeah. and those were those were the four but yeah so you were correct charlie i did not think yes, you would be correct but you were correct 
How do you, how do you feel? Do you want to make an accepted speech because you were so <laughs> No, I, I feel good. I, I, uh, I said, uh, you know, I, I predicted it, it, in spite of the fact that there had been a lot of holdover COVID movies with a lot of big tent poles that box office wouldn't grow as much as people wanted it to. And I, I kind of bet the under and it, it worked out, paid off. So maybe this year's prediction, I'll, maybe I'm going to double down. You'll have to wait and see. Yeah, and there was some big movies. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse didn't make 400. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 did not make over 400. Shocked. Oppenheimer did not make over 400. And neither did uh, did, um, uh, Mission Impossible. Neither did Mission Impossible. Yeah, Yeah, I just grabbed the top five here, but yeah. Wild. Yeah, Ant-Man, John Wick. Yeah, it was... uh... (laughs) I thought there was no way. Taylor Swift Airs Tour, though. 179. Powerhouse. A lot of there's some, some unexpected uh, ones in the top 20. All right. Now let's go to Dylan's prediction. All right. So Dylan said, in case you couldn't hear, because this was, if, if you if you guys remember when we did this, Dylan had just moved. So he was in like a completely empty apartment. So there was an echo. But Dylan said that Nathan Fillion would have a knockout at the box office, whether in the movie he was going to knock somebody out or he was going to be in a movie that was a knockout. And so I found this. So, Dylan, I'm going to give it to you because he he knocked out Drax, man. No, he didn't punch him. He didn't punch him like you said he might. But he used a big gun. He knocked out Drax the Destroyer. Bro, since this is a family channel, I'll wait. save the Patreon to say what kind of a gun he shot Drax with. But, oh, he shot him all right. He (laughs) knocked him right off his feet, knocked him out. And, hey, Guardians of the Galaxy, he was in a movie that made a good amount of money. Yeah. Not over four hundred million, but <laughs> yeah, no, but over, it went across the three the three hundred million domestic <laughs> threshold. So it was good. It's good. So there you go. You, you got movie. you got your knockout. You got your knockout. Nice. Yeah, knockout tracks. He deserved it. All right, my prediction. All right. Oh, oh. So, for reference, Sonic the Hedgehog, 63% for the critics score, 93% for the audience score. And Super Mario Brothers, 59% critic score and 95% audience score. I was I'm surprised. so close. 
I was Broad, so I'm going to go ahead and give it to you. I'm going to give it to you because it, it was number two at the worldwide box office. So I'm going to give it to you either way because that's way more important than these ridiculous scores. No, but that wasn't my prediction. I said it had to be the critic score and the audience score. And I thought, I thought, okay, 63% critic. I think we can beat that. 93, I don't know about that. Somehow it was reversed. Somehow it got a 59 with the critics and a 95. I was like, come on. <laughs> I still say you won't you got it. And then just as a bonus, because I did have a backup. Look at you guys laugh at me. <laughs> so, the DC for 2023 came out with four movies with a domestic of 314 million and a global of 868 million. Marvel came out with three movies with a domestic of 657 million. And 1.5 billion. So even though DC came out with a whole extra movie on top of Marvel, they still were like almost half of the global. <laughs> so I, I was way wrong. I was like, they're coming out with four movies. You've got something like Flash, you know, and Blue Beetle I didn't think would do well. Shazam, I thought maybe, maybe it'd be one of those ones that people really gravitate towards. The first Aquaman did really well. And granted, you know, that came out. And there was only like two weeks until the end of the year. Cause I, oh, I only counted 2023, but yeah, no, I was way wrong. I was way wrong. So there's our last year's our 2023, 2020, 2023 predictions. So now we're getting into our 2024 predictions. So, Charlie, yes, what's sir. your first prediction? So, I'm predicting that for the first time since the 2019 to 2020 calendar year, when, you know, obviously COVID wreaked havoc on the box office, that we're going to see a decrease in the overall gross, domestic gross of, of movies in general for the whole year. So, just for reference, uh, it's gone up. Uh, it was 2 million or 2 billion, 4 billion, 7 billion, and then last year was 8.9 billion. I did say if you if you listen to more of that uh, clip of my predictions that we would we're not getting back to I don't think we're ever getting back to double digits and the billions, uh, and so my prediction this year, even though you get an extra day to go see movies this year because it is a leap year, <laughs> uh, we are going under, and that my predictions more like seven seven point five. This is a, a year of sequels. There is just nothing but wall to wall sequels coming out. Uh, I think we're going to get less than four movies crossing. I'm going, I'm lowering the bar and I'm keeping this at, we're going four less than 300 million this year. Brody said, be a little bolder in your takes next time. Cause you got that last one, right? And we don't want you to ever get another one right ever again. <laughs> so I am doubling down. I am betting against the box office. Do you know Brody that if I take my four kids and wife to see a movie where I live at my local movie theater without any discounts, it's, it cost me $93. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and that's without buying any snacks. I 
I I will I will not be going. No, I will not be oh. going to see movies in the theater. It is they keep making the experience worse and more expensive. And I, I am, I just, I can't afford, I, I can, hey kids, you want a year of, of Hulu or do you want to go to one movie? <laughs> you know, so it's like, all right, well, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to stay home with our streamers. But anyway, so I, I box office, uh, can, can I say it? Can I say a fun word? Yes. Brody? Uh, sure. I, I guess the, the theme of the theme of all my predictions is one of my favorite new words that I heard for the first time in uh, 2023, uh, I believe it is. Uh, coined and I and I would love to give credit and I think I wrote that down somewhere and then I think I don't have that with me but it is the inshittification uh, of of things and uh, <laughs> it's basically when uh it's like how platforms die and they're good to their users and they abuse their users to make things better for their business uh, and then finally they abuse those business customers to call back value for themselves and then they die and it's kind of more like online platforms. You can see this modeled uh, even to an extent with like Amazon or Facebook. Not that Amazon's dying, but like just the, the customer experience where they set all their prices low. People get excited sure. to use Amazon. And then once everyone's hooked on using Amazon, the prices come up, the fees come up, uh, you know, and where else are you going to go? Where are you going to shop? Sure. Uh, and so you're kind of just, all right, there are, fa you know, Facebook, uh, MySpace had a, you know, it's happening with streaming services right now. We're getting, you know, more expensive in ads. But nowhere is it more evident than in the movie theater. Less people are going to theaters. What are we going to do? We're going to charge more money for our tickets. We're going to charge more money for our food. And you know what? You're not getting any kind of a better experience. Now, I know what you're thinking, Brody. Go to the recliner theaters. Yeah, let me go spend $25 a ticket <laughs> so I can go sit in the comfy seats. Uh, and no, I will not be doing that. Uh, so, the you know, it's the same movie theaters that I was going to as a child are still here charging me three times as much to go see a movie or four times as much. Uh, no, I, it's movie theaters are dying. It's a dying industry and they are, they're going to try to scrape as much meat off of the bone on their way out. And every year, every year for my prediction show, I'm going to do something <laughs> negative about movie theaters. <laughs> Take that Oppenheimer movie theater experience. <laughs> Charlie, next time you're up here visiting me, you and I are going to go see a movie and it's going to be, it's going to be on me. Oh, all right. Because, well, all right. Now you're talking. Because I get five dollar <laughs> movie tickets from my work. Jerk. <laughs> uh, Sixteen fifty for for me to go see a movie. By the way, sixteen fifty. Oh, if I just want to go by myself. That's wild. Just buy all right. Tudong, your first prediction. My first prediction is that Nathan Fillion will headline a movie that will be a sleeper hit which means it'll make more money than predictions would say. I don't I feel, I, actually I see him doing a movie, but instead of it being like a knockout hit or a blockbuster, I'm going to go sleeper hit. <sighs> Come on, he's got to make something like that. It's, it's, it, sooner or later, it's going to happen. He's going he's gonna to go ahead and headline some, some movie, and it's going to somehow get out there. Maybe it will not be a big blockbuster, but it'll be there. <laughs> I'm going a little bit lower with my expectations. Instead of, <laughs> instead of he takes over the box office, fine. He'll take over the critics or what have you. Take over the country with his chunk. That's do, all do, he has to do. Do we know, is he, is he scheduled to uh, headline a movie this year? Here's the funny thing. He's not. But it doesn't matter because he's Nathan Fillion. He'll figure out a way. I believe find a way. This, is low, this is as low as the standards could possibly go with Nathan Fillion. I can't go lower than this. It's this, or we're talking Oscars. We're talking like like a billion dollar Barbie movie. 
that's the only other way. It's like we we can't go lower than a sleeper hit. It's Nathan Fillion. <laughs> Best of luck to you, buddy. <laughs> figure it out. He'll make it happen. Hey, this could be the year that skincare comes out, a thriller with Elizabeth Banks and uh, Bill Pullman's son. Um, Lewis Pullman. Could be the year. It's, there's no year listed, so. I don't think Superman Legacy and him playing Guy Gardner, why couldn't he just have played, like, why couldn't he just been Hal Jordan? Why couldn't <laughs> they just have passed it right for once? They were right there and give him Guy Gardner. Preposterous. <laughs> That's my first prediction. All right. And my first prediction, <laughs> it's funny, Charlie, that you mentioned the sequels. Because I I didn't I haven't even like looked at, at a lot of the slate, but I was like, I bet that the top five box office movies will all be sequels. I don't think there's gonna be one movie in the top five that's gonna be like an original uh first of its series. Because I can think of a bunch of sequels. Granted, I, I don't know of like any big ones that are scheduled to come out that are the first, but I'm just thinking like, okay, so we've got um, we've got some superhero ones. We've got like Joker. We've got uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. We've got Dune. We've got, you know, just a bunch of sequels. And I was like, man, this sounds like there's a lot of sequels. So maybe a, this one a, was a too gladiator easy. Gladiator sequel. There's a Twister oh. sequel. I mean, my goodness. There's just, it's just a sequel palooza. Despicable Me, did you say that one? Oh, I, maybe I made this one too easy. I apologize if I did. King Kong. No, it's 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 bull because I mean, like something could sneak in uh, in, in the way that Barbie kind of did. Uh, you know, I, the Fall Guy looks looks really fun. Uh, sure. With uh, your boy with your boy Gosling, that could be a that could be a big hit. You never know. Sure. We've we'll see. Screwing it up for you, bro. We'll see. We'll see. All right, Charlie, your second prediction for 2024 all right so this oh. is not my this is not my second prediction uh although i appreciate the tom cruise oh. sentiment this is also not my second although i do appreciate uh oh no more nathan fillion content whenever possible i can just say mine uh, yeah just you say yours a... sorry i messed okay. up the slides so right no it's okay and uh i i will say that uh with each of my predictions the conviction uh is smaller as we go but i wanted to do one for movie one for the like just the business side of things and then one for television so my business side is my number two despite all the swirling rumors that are going around that paramount plus is maybe in talks to merge with some big streaming service uh right now the hot the hot topic is that it's going to be max uh, and you know earlier it was you know you know just uh, other rumors were you know is it going to get and fold it folded into apple or, or netflix or prime it it will not merge this year it's not happening I don't think it, I don't think this is the year that it's going to happen. I think that it will happen eventually. I think that the the way that this the natural Darwinism of this marketplace is going to be that these smaller ones are going to be gobbled up. But I think there's going to be enough. Um, I, I think Paramount is going to really lean into like uh, bundles and aggregate aggregating their uh, their streaming services. Like so, for instance, with my Verizon wireless plan, they gave me an end of the year deal where like one year of Paramount Plus and I get a free year of premium Netflix. So that's like, all right, I'll do that. No brainer. And I think you're going to just see more of that. I think that it's, you know, it's got still has the NFL, which is a huge, just uh money juggernaut. I think it's going to be just enough to kind of hang on. I think that a lot of the other streaming services probably aren't interested in taking on the debt that Paramount plus has. 
uh max is kind of it's fun to, fun to think about but they also just went through like two mergers in like six years and and i, I don't know if they would you know they're, they're finally like looking ahead and thinking hey we're gonna be profitable soon as we cancel all of our movies <laughs> tv shows uh yeah. instead of releasing them uh and then why don't we just bring in paramount plus and all this debt so while it could while it could happen tomorrow and i look like a big idiot i'm gonna say that at least, we're at least another year away uh from seeing some of these streaming services get gobbled up so now uh, i one of my predictions was actually going to be that there was going to be a merger, but I was like, well, there's all these talks of like Paramount merging with somebody. So that's not going to work. Didn't work out. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with Paramount. Yeah. The Hulu, the Hulu Disney app is going to be like, they're going to kill that standalone Hulu app. That's sad, but I thought that yeah, was going to happen. I, I think that was my prediction like two years ago was that Hulu and yeah. Disney plus were going to merge and they still haven't. There's some shows that are running like parallel, but, All right, Tudong. Well, this is actually your uh, second prediction because I messed up my copy-paste. There are other people who are trying to make a movie in actual space, but Tom Cruise is one of them, and he, I think he's going to get to it first. I can't remember who the other people are who are trying to, 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 to get a movie out of there, but I think he's going to get to it first. James Cameron? That's what I, my prediction is this year he's getting his space film in actual space. Four other have- people. I have no idea what he's going to do next, but I just feel like Tom Cruise is trying really hard to die in a stunt for one of his movies. And I really appreciate his commitment to the craft. And it's really fun to watch the behind the scenes Mission Impossible things where he's like literally hanging off of airplanes or jumping off of cliffs and (laughs) hanging on helicopters and doing his thing. And now literally just going to space. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to be the first guy to take my helmet off in space for 10 (laughs) seconds. I just, I don't know what he's going to do. But he is uh, just—it's amazing the the stunts that he works in. I, I hope he is the first. And if he does do it, I hope it's for the next Mission Impossible. What other movie would you do that for? It would have to be a Mission Impossible film. Uh, I think I'm he's working with Doug Lehman right now, and he's not scheduled to, to make a Mission Impossible movie. No, no. What, part two? What about part two? Is that already made? Doug Lehman is still not directing that. It's still, um, it's still Macquarie. Uh, um, uh, um, Macquarie, right? Yeah, I'm just saying. Is that it? Did they film part the two already? One is, is 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 supposedly being directed by Doug Lehman, who is not directing Dead Reckoning Part Two. I tell you what, it's going to be Brody. My yeah. childhood dream is finally coming true. They are making a Robotech movie Ooh. in space. The, he, and Tom Cruise built the actual mecha from from the from the manga. He's gonna he's gonna it's gonna be he's gonna be in a literal jet that transforms into a robot. And he's just like, hey, we had to do it. Had to make it practical effects. I love it. I love it. All right. Spot on. My other prediction is that there will be no superhero movie. That is higher than 70% on the tomato meter. Really? Oh, I didn't specify critic or audience. That's what I was going to ask. I'll say critic. (laughs) Because that's easier. Now, does the Joker sequel count as a superhero movie? Even though there's no... Would it be a supervillain movie? I will talk about that next year. (laughs) <laughs> it depends. It depends on what the score is. Is uh, if yeah. 
Exactly. If it comes in below 70, then it absolutely counts. <laughs> well, I originally had something about streaming, but I was like, oh, but I want to do something about superhero movies getting worse. So. I, I just, I have no idea if this Joker musical sequel is going to be the thing that nobody asked for and nobody wants. And it's like the people that would want to see a Joker sequel are like, I'm not going to go watch a musical. And people that want to watch a musical are like, I'm not going to wa- go watch a Joker musical. Or if like Barbenheimer, it's going to be like the perfect summer social media frenzy and just people will flock to it in like half Joker, half Harley Quinn outfits or something. And it's going to become a phenomenon. I just have no idea what to expect. Uh, other than this has got to be the weirdest. This is a weird year for movies. This is some weird stuff that's coming out, man. Yeah, Joker. I think Joker might be like the wrench in in this uh, prediction because I I feel like it could be one of those ones that critics are like, ah, oh, this is great, um, and the audience score it's will be a, super low. Not a superhero then, movie, bro. Well, I, we'll maybe may, may I'm maybe I'm in the minority, but I wouldn't count a, a musical about the Joker as a superhero movie. There's no hero. Okay, what about Deadpool three? Yeah, Deadpool three. Deadpool three could. We'll see. I don't know. I don't. I don't think the the critic score was very high on the second one. Jackman, Brody, you got Hugh Jackman coming back. Remember, Brody hates hates. I don't hate Deadpool. Don't hate Deadpool. That's true. You've hated those movies. I don't. What was Charlie? You're. Can you Bing? What was the tomato meter for Deadpool two? Eighty five percent. Oh, for oh, oh, sorry, Deadpool. Two. Deadpool one was eighty five critic ninety audience, and then sorry I'm giggling to myself because of your reaction. Um, um, and then Deadpool <laughs> two, uh, which you think was probably the worst of the two, correct? Uh, came in at like a nice crisp eight four, and then an eighty five audience. So yeah, you're way you're, above. Screwed. I'm screwed. This is a bad prediction. But hey, you're, you're it's just okay. Saying, this is going to be a bad movie. It's okay. Hey, I'm not saying have, it, no. Uh, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm actually looking forward to it. I just don't think that critics are going to like it critics yeah. are going to hate it i don't know all right let's move on critics frequently charlie wrong. your third prediction third and final prediction i i don't even want to tell you guys how much time i spent thinking about how to come up with a tv prediction uh <laughs> and how many times i just kind of yammered at my my wife who just kind of looked back at me blankly as i as i was like all right how do i make a prediction out of i want to say everything's just gonna get worse <laughs> I was like, Brody, can I make my prediction that everything in television is just going to get worse? Can that just be my prediction? He's like, how would we measure that? Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. So he wouldn't let me go with just, it's going to get worse. Uh, everything's getting more expensive and less, ad- and less. All, all the shows that you love are going to get canceled. Uh, the world is going to, the world is a dark and terrible place. So instead I went with something positive. This will not happen. This will absolutely not happen. And it probably won't happen this year, but but the NBA streaming rights and television rights are coming to an end. And this is like the first big major sport, unless you're counting uh, the, the deal that Apple did with soccer, but uh, like of the big, of the big three. So NBA, MLB, NFL. WWE. Where I, I just, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, you know, where like, and then the NBA really like appeals to younger people. Like it is like part of their business model is to be global and to appeal to a younger audience. Uh, whereas MLB's business model seems to be just like, hey, old people will live long enough, and I and I say that as a as a lover of baseball, uh, and NFL's just like, hey, we're the NFL. What are you gonna do? Watch something else? Forget about it. Uh, so if there in my lifetime could be a a sports league that finally lifts 
the blackout, the local blackout restrictions. I have not watched a baseball game on my television since I cut the cord from cable like six or seven years ago. Hmm. I love baseball. I have not watched a game because I can't watch the Angels. If I buy the MLB.com streaming package, I cannot watch the team that I want to watch because it is blacked out locally. And I'm not going to buy cable just so I can watch baseball. Oh, yeah. so, I, so my kids are growing up. They, don't, they, they know that I like baseball. But if you ask them what my favorite sport is, they'd say football because that's the one they see dad watch. Because that's the one that I can watch on a nice little streaming app. And I can follow my fantasy teams, by the way. Won my Dynasty League this year. Thank you very much. Uh, championship. Uh, and so if, if the NBA can structure a deal that finally gets like, look, people are leaving cable at record numbers. Like there are, are more and more cord, cord cutters. And if you want your sport to grow, you need to appeal to a younger audience and younger audiences are watching on their phones. They're watching on their tablets and they want to watch the teams that, that are local to their area. It's very simple. And, and we have not been able to figure this out yet. So I'm hoping that the NBA can do it. And I, I'm, I'm really curious to see what kind of deal ends up. If it's going to be like uh, just, you know, something like maybe like a Peacock comes in and gives them a huge offer or if they kind of stick kind of like with the ESPN TNT and then kind of like do a maybe like a little hodgepodge, you know, Amazon Prime had all the Thursday has all the Thursday night NFL games. Maybe they yeah. do something like that where, hey, a Sunday night uh, NBA games on Amazon Prime or maybe they get like the tournament or, the, you know, some playoff games. But it could be like where there's exclusive on one streamer or it could be like there's a bunch of like little streamers kind of doing various uh, Apple was in talks. I mean, there's a lot of rumors that are swirling, but there aren't a lot of rumors about the local blackouts. I'm just putting it into the universe with all the negativity I spewed on my first two predictions. <laughs> I'm putting something positive in the universe for the year 2024. Lift the local local blackouts and then MLB will follow suit and then I can finally watch Angel Game uh, at home on my iPad instead of having to buy cable, which I will not do. That's, a, that's do an interesting I believe in you. I had no idea that that was like a thing. So that's that is all news to me. It's frustrating. Doesn't Fubo? Don't they do like a lot of sports? They don't, but they don't. Do they not do baseball? Uh, so I don't know what what is Fubo. Fubo, it's I, like I, a streaming are you service. Bar from Tango and Cash? No, 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 no. Fubo, it's like a streaming service, and they and they boast about doing all these having all these sports. Uh, yeah, I mean, they got sports, but uh, it's it's. Oh, is it? Yeah, I mean, well, that's like pack. They, so they like, need... like, it's, I'm, I, I, like I could get it on YouTube TV as well or something okay. like, like if I want to pay like 40 or 50 dollars a month or whatever, oh. I could I could do like sling uh, okay. and buy, I could buy like a basically or Hulu live for however much money I could buy into a a package of things that like would allow me to watch baseball games, but it's expensive, just like cable. Gotcha. Uh, and so like that, that's just not you know, we're spending money on other streaming services. It's just not. Like for one thing, I can't do it. Like so, for instance, for NFL, uh, I I just buy the NFL. I bought the NFL Plus thing. It was like eighty bucks for a full year of like every NFL game. Mm. Boom, done, great. I was, actually, it was less than that. I got a I got a, a deal on it uh, for when it came out. So and I can just watch. I can watch all the games start to finish. I can watch the Red Zone. I don't have to pay extra for anything. It's all on my app and my phone. It's wonderful. But ML, the MLB streaming app is is the one where you, you can't watch. The, you're blacked out. So that's, that's the one where it would be convenient. Yeah. No idea. I just watch wrestling, though. I don't follow any Peacock. So. All right. 
Tudong, your yes. sec, your third and final prediction. I think Christopher Nolan's going to win Best Director finally this year. These Oscars for Oppenheimer, I was really every time I kept almost saying it, or I probably did say it when I was talking about Oppenheimer. I think he's going to finally win the Best Director. That's what I. That's my prediction. You think he's going to win Best Picture too? Well, if there's if if the Golden Globes are um, any indication, then probably because it won Best Picture for Drama. And didn't he win Best Director as well for uh, Best? I know that I know that uh, Cillian Murphy and I know that Robert Downey Jr. both won, but I cannot remember if if Christopher Nolan won. I think so because that probably would have prompted me to think this. I know he gave a speech because I kept reading about the Peloton thing. That's then he probably won. He's not giving speeches for nothing. He's giving speeches sure. for awards. They win. <laughs> I hope he does. But even so if he didn't. If he didn't win the Golden Globe, either way, I'm thinking this is finally his year. Come on, Charlie. I, I think I think that's a spot on prediction. I think at least at least the director part. I think he's going to win for sure. Hey, hey bro, just to put a pin, seventy five dollars for the cheapest Fubo plan a month. Oh gosh, never mind. No. Forget I said anything. Oh, that's crazy. You might as well have cable. At least you get other channels. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a good one, Dylan. I like that call, Dylan. I like that call. I still won't watch the, the Oscars. But... Oh, yeah. Neither will I. Since... Uh, I'm, a little, I'm a little disappointed that you didn't do a Brody's Boy for prediction number three. You got your boy and my boy into your predictions, and then you left Brody out to dry. Which boy? My predictions. No, no, no Henry Cavill. Like, he did a fillion and a cruise, but no that's Cavill. True. True. That's a good point. Henry Cavill's oh, winning hey, best director. I'm but he, that's already he, happening. He is coming out with Argyle this year that I am so excited about because it's a Matthew Vaughn movie with Henry Cavill in it. It's going to be amazing. Oh, and I think John Cena's in it too. So there you go. All right. The look on your face, bro, the way you like <laughs> almost stroked your chest. That was beautiful. Wow. <laughs> All right. My third and final prediction is that Kathleen Kennedy will step down as president of Lucasfilm and will be replaced by either Dave Filoni or John Favreau. I think her contract may be coming up this year, I think. Um, and so if if that's the case, I'm guessing that she does not pursue like carrying on with this and that I, I originally just had Dave Filoni, but I know he just got a promotion to like chief uh, creative officer of Lucasfilm. And so I thought, well, if he just got that, would they immediately want to push him up to president? You know, so that's why I kind of threw John Favreau in there. Uh, I don't know yes. if, you know, Favreau is, is really invested in a lot of this Star Wars stuff right now. And so he's, he's yeah. got his hands in a lot. And so I thought, you know, they just, if, if Disney wanted to kind of look at uh, putting a creative kind of in charge of something, kind of like what DC and Warner Brothers did with uh, James Gunn kind of taking the reins of all of DC, maybe they would want to kind of follow that up with bringing in a creative person like John Favreau to kind of head up that whole universe. So it could be either one. We'll see. But I think Kathleen Kennedy is going to step down. Interesting. 
Interesting. You got some. You got some inside information on that. What What makes you think she's stepping down? She's been doing it for a long time, and I just i I don't think that Star Wars is the force that it was years ah. ago. And I what ah the force ah said, I didn't no, even the force. Sorry. I didn't even put that together until you pointed it out. I just I I. It's not making the money that it used to right now. Like the Star Wars universe is Disney Plus shows. Like I don't even think that they had some movies announced that they have since kind of canceled. Yeah, um, yeah, that's fair. And so I, I just think that they could be looking for maybe some kind of fresh insight into how they can kind of rebuild this Star Wars universe. I don't know. I don't know. It was just. I did not know that. Oh, I didn't fair. know where like contract it. was coming up. I think. I think it. Is. I could be wrong about that. And if it's not, then I'm totally screwed. <laughs> so, <laughs> if it's like, yeah, no, her contract's till 2030. <laughs> then it's like, oh, well, well, oh well. <laughs> so. All right. Well, that is the final slide of this mega episode boy it's an hour and a half long episode but we covered a ton of stuff it was a lot of split fun it, split it in two. I, th- I thought about it but Dead yeah. that's okay part one hey pro if you are still listening to this a quick pro tip uh, and we might talk too fast for this to be tenable for you but i've begun listening to all my podcast 1.5 speed uh you can even do that with youtube videos you can uh, increase the watch watch speed. So if you are strapped for time but want to see a whole episode, just make us talk real fast. I would start maybe incrementally, get working your way up before you get to the 1.5. I tried to go straight from 1 to 1.5, and it was very jarring. But 1 <laughs> to 1.25, and then I was used to – when I finally got used to that, and then I went up to that 1.5. Maybe someday in the not-too-distant future, I'll go 1.75. You just fa- – give me that information. Give it to me fast. So Wow. Pro tip for you guys. Change the speed. Make us faster. But is that going to mess with our algorithm? Because it does measure the amount of time that people watch. So if they're watching a full episode, like if they're watching an hour and a half long episode, and it only takes an hour, then it's going to bring down our stats. That's okay. Isn't it it better that they do that? You know what they should do? Watch it at 0.25 speed. (laughs) And then watch it again. (laughs) <laughs> all right well Bernie and i have different visions for uh how you might finish this episode but if you put us at 0.25 let us know in the comments uh you're a true hero of the podcast uh, uh, all right yeah charlie go ahead and let's let's close this one out let's yeah well if you let's let us, these people get out of the here absolute best uh we want to wish you a happy holidays and happy new year and cannot wait to spend 2024 uh hopefully entertaining you and uh getting to interact with you it's going to be a great year together And we will see you next week. Check out our Patreon.